hello, hello. Um, my name is Carrie Carpenter. I'm the director of the Care and Women's Ministry here at Kearney E. Free, and I'm just really excited to um, just dive into some more of the treasure of what the gospel is all about, and specifically forgiveness in the gaze of Jesus today. So just a second, I gotta still kind of get a couple things set here really quickly. And let's see. And I just want to remind you, as we all remind you when we meet on these days and every time we get a chance that you matter to us and you matter to God. So our church vision here is every person matters and we are learning how to show that in a new way right now with our all of our social distancing that's required. Hopefully not for a long time yet, but until we can meet again in person and give hugs and all of that, we just wanna show you um, this way and still dive into the treasures of God together like this. So um, I'm gonna read out of Luke 23 today, and it will maybe sound familiar if you were studying through um, Easter um, and out of Luke, and then also which Pastor Adrian shared from on Sunday. I just want to dive into a specific area about God's forgiveness and um, just looking over Stephen's life and how he loved the Lord. Um, there's a question on the sidebar that um, says, other than Jesus, name a story or person that exemplifies forgiveness to you. And I'd like to, to know that. Also, remember to go ahead and put in any general prayer requests. Um, if you have more specific prayer requests, you can private message on one of the Facebook messenger groups, or you can e email us at prayer at carneyefree.com. And we will, if you can put your phone number and um, just something where we can actually contact you so we can pray with you, we would, we would love to do that. Um, so, Let's see. Let's go ahead and get into today's devotional. I'm going to read out of Luke 23, 33 to 35 first. When they came to a place called the school, they crucified him. Along with the criminals, one on his right, the other on his left. And Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. And the people stood there watching, and the rulers even sneered at him. And they said, He saved others, let him save himself. If he is God's Messiah, the chosen one, he can save others. Right there, if you can just picture that moment, Jesus on the cross, and picture yourself there. That's the act of perfect love. Jesus looking at me, looking at you from that cross. We're either sneering or spitting upon him or just staring at him in paralysis. Like, what is this all about? See, he looks at us through the blood and sweat-stained, swollen eyes that still managed to hold 
a penetrating gaze of hope and love upon us, looking past the filthiness of my heart. He calls out the divine spark in me, in each of us, and Jesus cries, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Isn't that us? Isn't that us? And we need him. And he provided the way in this moment. And we need to be undone by that kind of love and understanding of just even to get a glimpse of his forgiveness in this way begins us moving toward him. I don't know all of the whys of each of our sufferings, but I know this. It's not because he doesn't love us. He suffers with us. He's in the pain with us. He suffered the greatest pain. He suffered for us. He didn't have to. He who knew no sin suffered the cross, despising the shame for the joy set before him. What, what joy? The joy of bringing us freedom and setting captives free from the beginning of time till now and beyond. He's still doing this. And this is what we're made for. We have to connect to our creator through him, through love, through the, the beginning of understanding of forgiveness so that we can live truly free. He, um, he's love. He's the definition of love. And we get to know, we get our whole life long, however short or long that is on the side of heaven to discover as much as we can about him. There are those who will catch a glimpse of the great and powerful love of God from the foot of the cross and are or will be undone completely, who will repent and turn from everything and follow him with reckless abandon. We can't love like Jesus without encountering the love of Jesus. I'll share a little bit more now about one of my favorite people who loved like Jesus to the end, once he encountered Jesus. And that's Stephen, who Pastor Adrian talked about this Sunday, sharing from Acts 7. Um, like Stephen did when he was talking to this mixed crowd, um, this big crowd in Stephen's zeal out of the love of Jesus, he um, started talking about Abraham, Jacob, Joseph, Moses, Joshua, David, all the prophets. He talked about um, the all of those in the Old Testament that he knew of. And then we know of like Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and their testimonies to the love of, of Jesus. And then Paul, who actually was a party to the killing of Stephen, as we'll see here in a second, Paul, who, um, as Saul before, hated Christians, and he was transformed by the power and love of Jesus. Um, the planters of the churches in the book of Acts, um, we could talk about them. We could talk about all of the martyrs then and now. And I could just personally, even now, list a page full of people that I know who would follow Jesus wholeheartedly into whatever battle he requires of us on this side of heaven. But I just, 
love how Stephen just um, lived by his Jesus love. His heart was enraptured with the love of Jesus. Um, Jesus loved forgiveness took root in Stephen's heart. And so Stephen wasn't letting the cost, even to death, stop him from pointing to Jesus any way he could. So we might be free like him and just out of love for his, his Lord and Savior. He shows me that death doesn't hold us and that loyalty to our Savior is the gold in life. So he stood firm, addressing this mixed crowd of pride-filled, hostile religious rulers, along with those that their hearts had been humbled over time and, and readied. And so knowing full well what this could mean, he um, reminds the crowd and perhaps himself. He starts in Acts 7, 48 to 59, and he says, however, the Most High does not live in houses made by human hands, as the prophets say, heaven is my throne, the earth is my footstool. What kind of house will you build for me, says the Lord? Or where will my resting place be? Has not my hand made all of these things? You stiff-necked people, now he lets them have it, your hearts and your ears are still uncircumcised. You are just like your ancestors. You always resist the Holy Spirit. Was there ever a prophet your ancestors did not persecute? They even killed those who predicted the coming of the righteous one. And now you have betrayed and murdered him. You who have received the law that was given through angels but have not obeyed it. When the members of the Sanhedrin, the ruling religious people, heard this, they were furious and they gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and he saw the glory of God and he saw Jesus now standing at the right hand of God. Look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. At this, the rulers again covered their ears, yelling at the top of their voices. They all rushed at him, dragged him out of the city, and began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul, again, later Paul. While they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees and he cried out, Lord, do not hold the sin against them. And when he said this, he fell asleep. What? He's a human being with a battle going on inside of him, just like the rest of us. I am strengthened to realize that imperfect as I am, that Jesus rescued me and, and has given me the same capacity to love as Stephen had, only because Jesus first loved me. 
I've been and can be so ugly and selfish and I have been done wrong to as well and just been utterly betrayed. The only reason that I can be free of resentment and bitterness and let go of my own wrongdoings and grow in grace and love is, um, and to actually be truly like able to, to love the way Stephen loved, where he could say, Lord, do not hold the sin against them as they stood there with the rocks in their hand, beating him to death. That kind of love, that's the kind of love I want to love with. That's the kind of love only available in our savior. Um, we can do that if we encounter the forgiving gaze of our Lord Jesus. What is my part? What's our part? It's stillness with him and daring to turn our eyes up on him and just locking on there for a while every day. But for the first time, even if you haven't yet, to lock your eyes on the Lord Jesus loving you perfectly, no matter what you've ever done. And just for a moment, as his light reveals my hidden sins and the endless oceans of his love for me and all of mankind just rushes in, it moves me to surrender as a grateful, willing vessel in his hand, now and forever. No turning back for me. And I know I'm talking to many of you who know what that means, and I'm probably talking to many of you who are just still really curious, and you're like looking on, kind of stunned at Jesus, and not quite sure. Maybe you even used to spit at him or shook, shook your fist at him, you know, just in pride, and he can handle that. He doesn't want us to stay there, but he can handle that. And he loves you through it and just wants you to come to him. So I just pray for you today and I'll pray after this video recording and everything just to receive the forgiveness that Jesus offers. So let him set you free. Sit every day with his gaze upon you. You will be transformed and truly set free to love and enjoy your creator. And Lord, let's just pray together now. Lord of light, love and truth, give us eyes to see and ears to hear what your spirit can only reveal through the darkness of our souls. Till the soil in our hearts and make us ready to receive the truth seeds that you will bring growth through and eventually a great harvest for your kingdom. We know that you are drawing people into your kingdom from here within Kearney, Nebraska and all around this world. You have been tilling the soil of our heart and you have been unsettling our minds by allowing what is going on to happen right now. We need you, we depend on you. We all have unsettled places um, 
inside of us personally. And you know that, Lord, you're right there in the midst of our pain with us. Thank you. And now this widespread, all in the same boat of the storm of the virus um, around the world, we need you. And I only just say thank you because it allows us to depend on you in a way that we haven't um, before, or at least consider that. And I pray for those who aren't um, anchored to you, who are not um, plugged into the living vine that you are yet, that you, um, that we as the church can see how you're working and that we will jump in there and be a part of that with you. Like there's no greater pleasure than that, Lord. So I just, um, just pray that you just, as people draw near to you, I don't have to pray for this. You will draw near to them in their storm. Um, we pray for healing. We pray for, um, psychological healing, for physical healing, um, social healing. We're also separated from each other right now. Um, protection over our health workers and the physical part and spiritual healing more than anything. Cure our, our, um, our sickness that leads to death. You and you alone can do that. We depend on you and we acknowledge you for that. And um, thank you for the brothers and sisters that will come into your family in this time. Um, to your name be the glory. Amen, Lord. So, okay, thanks for joining me in that um i know i have a lifetime to ponder a lot of those things and that just scratches the surface read luke read acts read the word pray seek him first and all things will be added to you um go to our website um if you haven't um discovered that yet carneyefree.com there are Sunday service links on that. Um, it'll give you our times. It'll give you um, information, just updates about what's going on in our community and in the eFree community. Um, there's women's and men's and college and youth and kids and family links on the front page that you can go to. It'll link you um, most likely to a Facebook page that will help you to see some of the other live feeds that are going on. Um, so if you'll like those Facebook pages that you want to get alerts from and ask it to alert you, that's a good idea. So you don't miss the things that are coming up that are relevant to you or your family. Um, and Again, prayer at Carney E. Free is where you can send your personal prayer requests because I know there's a whole lot going on out there for all of you. Um, so anyway, we can pray for you. Any praises that you have, we would love to hear them too. Again, you can write them in the sidebar. I'll probably actually um, go back to them and either pray with you right then and there. Um, but right now I'm kind of running, cutting the time a little bit short. So um, I'll do it that way today. Um, let's see. And last, well, we're doing this half hour, um, about a half an hour devotional time at noon each workday. 
So if you can join in tomorrow, Pastor Brian Klein will be sharing with us, and that is always of great, great value. So I hope you can join in at that time. Um, so I just, last, I just want to say, may you live loved and in the presence of the Lord this week. Um, be still when he says rest in him and go when he says go and do a good work and make it a good week. Love you all. I'm gonna just check real quick on the side too. Hello, Shannon or Travis or both of you. Hello, Megan. Hello, Janet. Hello, Dot. Oh, thank you for your encouragement, all of you. And not quite sure how to see the rest of this on here. So I will look over these. And like I said, um, ask for prayer requests now or um, send them in a private in a private way so we can pray for you, the staff here at Carney E Free. So again, love you all and have a really great week.